Well, welcome to the Sacred City Life podcast. This is a podcast about following Jesus in the normal rhythms of everyday life. I am your host, Pastor Justin Dean, pastor of Sacred City Church in Davenport, Iowa. And today I have uh, my friend, my deacon of worship, yeah. Yeah. Joel Bickford. Yeah. And thank you for coming, Joel. We are, we're going to introduce you a little bit more later. Uh, right now, what I would like to do is um, I keep bumping into people who are saying, man, we'd like, we'd like the podcast. Um, when are you going to do another episode? When are you going to talk about this? And honestly, I just get busy. And so I haven't been like making it happen every single week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, we haven't been hearing a ton of feedback as far as uh, on the, you know, on Facebook or on email or anything like that. So we want to hear from you. We need a feedback loop. Are you guys enjoying the podcast? What do you want to hear? Message us on Facebook, please. Uh, email me at justindean at sacredcitychurch.com. I'd love to answer any of your questions. I'd love, you know, you got a good idea for a topic or a person you think we should interview, uh, something you want some biblical wisdom on. We'd love to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, on, um, the pod, on the podcast app, right, on, yep. on iTunes, iTunes. Yeah. it would help us if you would rate us there, maybe leave a, a review of some kind. It's hard to get noticed on there if you don't have some, you know, some good ratings. So we would love for you to kind of share, comment, like our video on Facebook, and then also rate and comment on our podcast on, on iTunes. So that's kind of uh, my brief introduction today. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about the role of music in shaping your soul. And um, I wanted to bring our deacon of worship, Joel Bickford, uh, into our studio this afternoon. So, Joel, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm married. I've got two boys. Uh, Judah is about three and a half, and Elliot is, I think, 18, 19 months. And, uh, yeah, I work here full-time, play in a cover band uh, with your wife. Uh, love, yeah, love playing music, love doing that. Hobbies. I like to play disc golf, I like to be outside, I like to read, uh, chill out, hang out with my wife. So, uh, that's and be in, be in large groups of people. Yes. That's my favorite thing to do actually. Yeah. Just, it's funny actually. I mean, I guess it's funny that it, it, if you would have asked me when I was a little kid, like what I would be doing with my life, like I, I feel like I've been the same person since I was maybe eight years old. Like I just have always been an introvert. People make me uncomfortable, especially like being in front of people. But probably three times a week, I'm in front of large groups of people having to do something where I'm front and center, center of attention, uh, you know, missional community leader. So I'm always leading out and just got kind of slowly through my life, like put me in these situations where it's like, hey, I know you're uncomfortable here. I know you feel weak here. But uh, so it's funny you say that because yeah. it is uncomfortable. But, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I always I give Joel a hard time all the time. Um, studies have shown that Americans surprisingly their number one fear is public speaking being yeah. in front of a large group of people i think public singing has to be even it's greater like it's up there you know yeah. what i mean like I, I i have no i remember i have no problem public speaking right i've been yeah. doing that for a long time now probably 20 years but one time 
my worship leader lost his voice. It wasn't you. It was before mm-hmm. this, back in the day. My worship leader lost his voice in the middle of a song and like looked at me. Like I was coming up like, like, and I just tried to do it. And I was like, oh Lord, <laughs> Jesus, I need your help. Yeah. Like public singing brings out a whole new level of fear. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But the funny thing is, is like number one is public, uh, public speaking, public singing, number one fear. Number two is the fear of death. Yeah. So most people would rather die, die. Yeah. than actually get on stage in front of a large group yeah. of people and sing or preach or speak yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you have been, you've been kind of with me, uh, with me for nearly probably like what, nine years? Just about. Yeah. Nine or 10 or years. Nine, yeah, something like that. Uh, went, came to Omaha with me. Mm-hmm. I, I was there for about six months or so. Yeah. Called you and said, hey, you want to be a worship pastor? Come on out here. Yeah. And you came out and got discipled, did Porterbrook, um, all of that stuff. And then when we started the church, well, seven years ago in July is when mm-hmm. we came back to the Quad Cities. Mm-hmm. And you've been our worship leader ever since. Ever since. Yeah. Doing a great job. Yeah. So our topic is the role of music mm-hmm. in shaping our soul. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Man, there's a lot of different directions you could go with that. Um, I think... I've been thinking... Let me go here. Let me go here. So I could... I should... I would love to pull up an old picture of you from high school. Mm -hmm. How did music in high school... How did that... How did music in high school shape your soul? Uh, Music gave me an identity. Um, It was a weird one then. (laughs) (laughs) What? Explain it. it, So... It's because it's not just music. Like music comes attached to music as this culture around whatever music that you're listening to. Or for my case, I played in like a this kind of like punk rock, hardcore like emo. It's just this weird hybrid thing. So and to go along with that, you got to fit. You got to fit in. It's like the mu- with the music comes a whole style. So you hit the you know the long black hair. They didn't really have skinny jeans back then. So you were girl you wore, jeans. You wore girl jeans, and it was just like no qualms you know like and you oddly enough there was a huge group of people that were just you know just like me and that uh so it and, you know and it shapes what you. was the name of the band we were called the gorilla cadets <laughs> <laughs> yes by the end we were just cadets but with three exclamation points of course cool. three yeah. because one that's lame two yeah. mm, almost yeah three is just yeah. right yeah played drums in that though so that was fun that was fun got to take out my pent-up aggression yeah, that's fun. I remember one time a guy told me that I was working for, I was probably maybe 20 years old and I was going through a season that I was pretty depressed and pretty frustrated, had some big setbacks in life. And my brother gave me like an album, like this heavy metal heart, like Zayo. This yeah, is the yeah. name of the stuff, right? And uh, just a lot of screaming music. And I would, I was listening to it and I remember my boss one time said, "Like you're in a, like you're you're in an up, upsetting season in your life, yeah. and you're frustrated, and there's some things going on. I don't think this music is actually <laughs> helping you any." <laughs> and I'm like, "What do you mean? A guy is dealing with anger and you know aggression. You, you don't think screaming like yeah. is doing is doing a good work on his soul? You know? Yeah, I can feed into it. Yeah, yeah. You should probably listen to some." quartets or something violins yeah that's that's <laughs> what i need i just need lullabies every yeah. day just to soothe this this soul of mine yeah. um but that's kind of two avenues where we see music it can affect mm-hmm. person 
you, like you said, it can affect what they wear. Mm-hmm. It can affect what um, their their emotional state. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you see music have all these different avenues. So if you are an angry person, yeah. you can make angry music, yeah. and then angry people can listen to that angry music. Yeah. Um, or if you're really sad, you know, you can mm-hmm. make somber music. Or if you're really upbeat and whatever, yeah. all those things. Uh, this last week, I was listening to a podcast, and it was an interview with Steven Tyler, mm-hmm. lead singer of, of Aerosmith. And he was talking about just how powerful music is, that these songs that they're making, the lyrics, the, the music, everything put together, is meant to create a certain feeling mm-hmm. in the person. Yeah. And he was talking about how like these love songs and some of the stuff that they sing, like they're literally meant for the bedroom for a husband and wife, right? Yeah. Like they're meant to get you there. Yeah. You know, we always talk about getting, uh, you know, this song would whatever, quote unquote, put somebody in the mood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that caused me to start thinking about the role in music and actually shaping our, our souls, yeah. shaping our desires. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when like, let's just start, with the uh, Sunday gathering type of thing, okay. right? Like, so how, how do you see music as formative? Yes. As a formative practice mm-hmm. for shaping the soul of a person who worships God. Yeah. Okay. So because music is, a, um, I feel like God, God made it this way. So if you, there's like a reason, like you can remember that uh, Lebeda commercial, <laughs> you know, like Lebeda, everybody knows it's Lebeda. Like, these things, music has this way of getting into your head and it gets ingrained into your brain, which then if it's on repeat enough, it can get sunk down into your, your heart and your soul. And then it's just, you kind of know it deeper than knowledge almost. Music kind of takes things deeper. So I think using that to its advantage in the Sunday gathering, um, you know, I want to be thinking about songs that are um, theologically correct, but also um talk about God in a beautiful way. So I'm giving them, I want to give people truth and beauty, knowing that this song is just going to get stuck in their head. And there's got to be like a, almost like a catchiness to it, something that it's, um, you know, repeatable, something that they can catch on to. Um, And I think through thinking through, they hear it, I I know, like it happens all the time. After I get done tearing down on a Sunday, I hear somebody walking out on the lawn and they're singing a song we were singing. It's like, I know they're taking that with them. And whether they know it or not consciously, like they're hopefully like they're thinking on that theology that they're singing all week long. And that's going to be shaping them in some way, Mm. Um, shaping their thoughts about God, shaping their feelings about God. So um, and I've seen I've seen this as work in uh, people as young as my kids. You know, it it causes my three year old son to ask questions. And he's got these songs that he's learning, you know, in kids ministry on Sundays and. He's just got them on repeat in his head, and maybe they're not going to sink in right now. But someday I know he's going to be singing it in his head, and then he's going to be like, oh, like that's actually true. Or, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, so we do – We. I like how you say that. There's something – we want it to be true. Mm-hmm. We want to sing what is true. Mm-hmm. And we want to sing what is beautiful. Yeah. And those two things – you don't want to make those two things mutually exclusive. Like, yeah. Right? Yeah, there's a lot of songs that are – I would say even in Christian culture right now and in church culture that are probably 
some of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. Um, and I would love to sing them, but they're just not true <laughs> when you get down to it. Uh, and yeah, so you have the, I think the two have to be wedded. Um, cause, because music is so powerful and it will shape you and beauty, will, you know, be, the beauty of it will shape you. Um, yeah, if it's not true, it'll yeah shape you to an untruth. So, so it can, um, so so music is meant to form. It literally does. It forms your affections. It yeah. forms your desires. It forms what you love, and then you live out of that reality, yeah. right? You, however you've been formed, that's what you mm-hmm. li- live into or live out of, right? Yeah. And so, if a song is beautiful but it's not true it's either um misshaping you mm-hmm. or it's just not true it's yeah. like it's like it's it's a waste it's a waste in, yeah. in a sense you yeah. know what i mean yeah because it's pushing you towards something that's not ultimately true yeah and there can be a lot of worship songs let's just say that mm-hmm. that are beautiful they can move us emotionally mm-hmm. and yet they're leading us somewhere other than God. Yeah. Because yeah. they're not saying true things about God. Right. It can be they're leading us back to an experience in our emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, you know, it can be, um, it can be leading us into an experience with another God, with a, with a false yes. God. Yeah. Right. It can just be some kind of mystical new age experience, or it can just be mm-hmm. nothing. You know, I, mm-hmm. I have a, I have a problem with people that, you know, um, think that any form of music is worship yeah you know yeah well i i, I guess not that not that phrase <clears throat> because that it can be worship yeah but any form of music isn't worship to god yes right correct okay. yes um and so we've been we talk a lot about about this that we want to form our people mm-hmm. uh into gospel-centered disciples of jesus yes. right we want to Form them towards the tr- the true God. So we want to use music towards that towards that mm-hmm. end, and it's not it's not easy to do. It's not. It's not. It's it's one of the people ask me a lot. Like, so what what is it that you do like on a a week to week basis? You know, it's like I think in their mind maybe I just sitting in my office all day playing guitar, and luckily I get to do some of that. Um, but I because I care about this topic that we're talking about so much and I know how powerful it is but I also know kind of how asleep to like people can be asleep to this truth like just get because people want just give me that song on the radio or give me that song that's super popular right now and I oftentimes just give songs a lot of shelf life and let some other churches check it out if it's you know if it's great and I can just tell it's great right off the bat it's usually because it's just it's 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 true and I can tell um but even, you know, I think everything takes time. Uh, I think it, I, I, I spend a lot of time pouring over lyrics. There's been a lot of songs where I've been like, is that, like, I really, I really, really, really want to sing this song, but it's like, that's not true. And then there's been times where I'm like, actually, I I, I held off on singing a song because I thought something wasn't true. Mm. And then I thought about it longer. And I was like, no, that actually is true. And, yeah. I, and I was wrong. Right. And so it can, it can work in reverse, but um, I do spend intentional time for, because I love our people and I don't want to be shaping them in ill ways. I don't want my, my soul to be shaped in ill ways in worship, um, pouring over lyrics and pouring over what, what is a song. And, and then also I, I, I do, I don't want to be singing a truth 
that is beautiful in a non-beautiful way. So I think the gospel, when we're singing it, it, it begs to be sung with proper emotion. And that could be if it's a song of contrition over our sin. I don't want to be singing lightly about that. If it's a song about God's glory, I don't want it to be like too somber, you know? Um, so it's, it's a difficult task sometimes, but it, it deserves time. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting. What have been some of the most, this can be, you know, Christian, non-Christian. Yeah. What, have, what have been some of the most formative um, musicians or formative, you know, bands mm. for you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wrote some up, up here. Um, Not just Christian, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. Well, as of late, there's this artist, uh, Sleeping at Last, and he's, 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 he's doing something to me as far as truth and beauty is concerned and wedding these two ideas. And he's a believer of some sort in God and it, and it comes through in his music, but not in a cheesy way. And, and he's taking this, these incredible creative ideas, like taking songs like based on like his fascination with space and then just like making both instrumental tracks and songs about like Saturn and all these things. But they're like, they're just beautiful, like, and they're and they're they they're, they're true. And then he's taking the the enneagram, number by number, and <clears throat> diving into the number and the truth of these different personality types. And he's wedding the lyrics with the music and the personality type. And it's 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 this idea of, of truth and beauty. And it, and it intrig- and, I, and I feel like kind of to what you're saying, that's not worship music. Like I wouldn't put that in front of our people for as like a diet for them to chew on on a Sunday morning, but it causes my soul to. Th- think deeply about life about um just i mean just to enjoy music and just Mm -hmm. that the powerful Mm -hmm. communication tool that it is and and then there's truth in the song so it's just uh, i've been enjoying that um a lot lately i keep going back to his song called three about the enneagram three i think it's beautiful um so let me ask you on that do you think if a song is beautiful and true that's a good song so yeah. I, I'm talking like even secular song. Yes, it's beautiful. It's true. Yes. That's a good song. Yes. So what if let, let's just let's just talk about here. Uh, this is unplanned. Yeah. You know wh- what makes a, okay? So a bad song would be not true, mm-hmm. or not beautiful, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What about like so much stuff that's on the radio today mm-hmm. that is, you know. I mean, what what would you say about like like your kids? listening to you know some modern rap music i'm just gonna say it right uh-huh. and maybe it's got a good beat maybe it's catchy yeah but the lyrics are glorifying uh-huh. worldliness sex whatever yeah you know? yeah i think there's some <clears throat> so i'm thinking of like uh chance the rappers i think it's his newest album and he, it was getting a lot of buzz in, in christian community because apparently he's come to know Christ and whatever that looks like. And then you kind of see in some of those themes in his album. And I think there's probably more truth to his songs now, not just because he's talking about God, but there's, there's a depth to it. But I think, I think it's, it's good for the Christian to be aware of when they step into, if I, if I'm just open in Spotify and I'm just like listening for listening's sake, or I'm going to go check out Chance Rapper's album, I can listen to it. And no, I think you have to go, what am I trying to say? You, you can go into it with a level of like, okay, this person's not a Christian, you know? And and so I can go into it looking at like 
not picking it apart, but um, what's their worldview? Like, wh- like what is what is this saying about the world? And just because it's not necessarily like, uh, what do I want to say, like biblically true, like it's saying something about God, like it could be saying something that is true about the world, about mm-hmm. culture at large, or it could be something saying something false or uh, propagating an idea that's false. Um, so I think there's a place for it. I think Christians kind of like watching a movie, Christians watching movies, and they can find all sorts of truth in it. And then also push back on, you know, what it's saying about the culture. I don't think you should just throw everything out just because it's not, it doesn't have the label Christian. There's a bunch of Christian music out there that's, again, just kind of garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, and saying, if it's true, if it's truth about God, sometimes it's super shallow and it does not really get something to bite into. So sure, I don't know if that's getting to what you're saying or not. Yeah, a little bit. I, I'm just wondering if, like, you know, you can just objectively say that crap is that's garbage. You know, like there's if there's some music that's just like you can just say that's garbage. Yeah. It's not beautifully true or it's not beautiful or it's not true. Yeah. It's garbage. Yeah. Well, what about everybody likes it? Well, everybody likes garbage, yeah. I guess. You yeah. know, I, I'm not saying there's any one thing. I wouldn't say that about chance or anything like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. saying there's some stuff that's coming out that I've been seeing hit hit, you know, pop music or whatever yeah. that is you know, my kid will say, hey, you know, people at this, they listen to this, they watch this. And yeah. I'm like, that's garbage. That's garbage. Yeah. It's garbage. Absolutely. <clears throat> you have to, you have to be able to say that. Otherwise it, if you don't say that this is garbage or this is, this is bad, then you're, you're anything that's great. That's truly great. You're just diminishing what's great. You have to be able to contrast that with something that's like, no, this is, this is highly true. This is highly beautiful. And this is really, <laughs> this is really false and really ugly. So what we're saying <clears throat> and what, uh, we see is that music has a way to pull something out of us, to shape us into a certain way, to change our emotions, our yeah. feelings, our desires. And so music is inherently, and I'm going to say this in this way, in- inherently dangerous. Mm-hmm. Now, I think it's not meant to be dangerous. It's meant to be beautiful, a way that God, something that God has given us, to commune with him, mm-hmm. to experience him, mm-hmm. to have our desires shaped by him. We see guys like David, right? Mm-hmm. David danced before the Lord mm-hmm. with all his might. David, um, big on the worship of God, yeah. all the instruments throughout yeah. the Psalms. But because we live in a fallen world, it's also dangerous because it can connect us, shape us in ways that aren't geared towards human flourishing. They aren't geared towards good and godly things. Yep. And um, that can happen in all kinds of, of different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, you might say, well, this person, this band, this rapper, this song, this person, it's beautiful. It's, it's amazing. Oh, his lyrics are so great. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so, it's genius. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, and yet by listening to it and by uh, kind of marinating on it because when you listen to a good song you want to repeat it you want to memorize it you want to be you're internalizing it yeah and the values of that artist Mm -hmm. that he's putting out are being internalized by you yeah if he's this is you know in some ways it's very easy like with rap music stuff if he's objectifying women yeah it's going to be more natural for you to objectify women as well yeah but it, it again kind of go back to lyrical content depending on how deep you are into the song if it's a song directly about objectifying women it's probably giving you a vocabulary to think about women and talk about women in that way that maybe you didn't have before you know whether you know again a lot of this happens in our subconscious i, I think but it, it yeah it's shaping you it's and it's giving you 
vocabulary. It's giving you thoughts. Right. It's giving you, yeah. A lot of that music is teaching that that females are sexual receptacles. Yeah. Like that's what they are. Yeah. And they're there to be taken advantage of by men. Yeah. By whatever means. Yeah. And even some females are coming up and saying, yeah, that's who I am. Just give me money and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be that, mm-hmm. you know. Play into it, yeah. I won't say much about that, Cardi mm-hmm. B. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but there's all kinds of ways music shapes us. That's kind of low-hanging fruit there. Yeah. Um, for me personally, I love, I really do like a lot of different types of music mm-hmm. from jazz to a little bit of rap to country to folky stuff to, to Christian music. Um, and, you know, I love like Chris Stapleton. That's my, yeah. that's my go-to guy right now. And I can see how, you know, I'm in a this, this type of mood. I want to listen to this, this music, yeah. you know? Yeah. But, uh, and, and honestly, the past few years, I haven't listened to too much um gospel music mm-hmm. or even too much Christian music other than the worship that we have on yeah. Sunday. But uh, over the past few weeks, I've been in a uh, difficult season at the church. There's been a lot of uh, t- difficult things just mm-hmm. as part of my job that I've had to deal with and, and counsel people and shepherd. And I found myself going back to worship music yeah. and putting it on and singing it. I mean, I'm like, there's been days where I've literally had it on my phone wherever I'm at. Mm-hmm. It's playing in the shower. My Bluetooth picks it up in the car. Yeah. It's in the car. I come in here, plug it in on my computer, and it's, it's just going. been, yeah, it's yeah. just because I know the difficult season, the dark season that I'm in, the, you know, I'm maybe maybe you could say that I'm under attack, you mm-hmm. know, like spiritual attack, or mm. uh, I'm going through a difficult season, a rough season. Um, my soul has a tendency to go to a dark place, yeah. you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so to um, counteract that, to fight mm-hmm. against that, that I, I'm needing some beautiful music with some God-honoring uh, worship, yeah. you know what I mean? That's yeah. just drawing my attention off. And for me, that has been uh, the new album uh, by Ren Collective. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just called Gospel or something. Or I think it's called Good News. Oh, Good News, yeah. yeah. It's called Good News. Yeah. It's a good one. And for me, this album... And, and I think everybody should go get it. Go get it. Go listen to it. Listen to it a, a couple times. For me, this is this album is like what good Christian music should be yeah. because there's fun, happy, clappy, joy, mm-hmm. joy type of songs on it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it's, it's, it's singing about creation and singing about the creator, the everlasting one. Mm-hmm. Um, like we have good news mm-hmm. and we have reason to sing good songs. Mm-hmm. But what is also so great, it's got songs on there. I think one of them is called Weep With Me. Yeah. And it's a song that's about grief and about walking through lament and, and turning my lament into a love song and yeah. turning my grief into um, something to worship God with. And, and, and that is something that kind of completes, I feel like, the human story. Yeah. You know, where a lot of musicians choose one or the other. Yeah. I'm going to be a happy singer or I'm going to be, you yeah. know, a, a, an angry singer or a sad singer where the human experience is somewhere in the middle. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's been really clarifying for me. It's been really good for me to have one album. I can just kind of keep on repeat for a while mm-hmm. and it, and it shape, it shaped my soul. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I can feel it kind of, it's kind of buoyant. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It gives you a buoyancy. So you're not getting pulled down under the waves. Yeah. 
because there's good solid theology in the song and it's beautifully mm-hmm. it's beautifully written or beautifully you know put together and that when you're going through a difficult time it really gives you a buoyancy it keeps your head above water yeah 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 it's it's crazy how um <laughs> even if i was say let's say we were in a missional community or if i was say, even if i was in a meeting with you and i needed to hear some truth there's or if i'm sitting in even even in a sermon as, as powerful as those can be there's a difference between someone telling you a truth or saying a truth to you or even you reading a truth out of a book or something out of poetry, something that's beautiful. It could be well well thought. So there's something about adding singing to that, adding music to a truth that elevates the truth, that elevates the beauty of it. And it somehow just connects. And I think it's a, I think it's a mystery. And I think it's supposed to be because I can't. I've been playing music <laughs> for most of my life now and leading people in it. And I can't. I, I can't quite figure it out, but the, the right combination of the right truth with the right notes with the right thing, it's like God blesses that, and I think he uses it to just sink it even deeper, and we feel it even mm. deeper. It causes you to connect it emotionally where it's hard to do that um, just through words or just through yeah, by themselves. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I was thinking this week about how, you know, whatever 5000 years ago 3000 years ago um how unique music would have been yeah you know you you maybe have one instrument in the house mm-hmm. and uh you pluck along on that thing or whatever maybe you sing together with your family yeah maybe you know you go to church uh in the last couple thousand years mm-hmm. you go to church and hear singing but it's a unique thing like you don't have you know, there's technology to to have to to have a band with you. Yeah. And now we literally can carry around in our pocket mm-hmm. thousands of mm-hmm. bands, mm-hmm. maybe millions. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And we have this ability to put earbuds into our ears. Yeah. And whatever that's going into our ears is you know is shaping us. Yeah. But we have the potential for that to be like. Every second of every day. Yeah, it, it, it's it's hard to not. You listen to a rap music. Some some part of you ends up if you listen to it long enough, you end up feeling like a rapper. Like you will. Like and, and even me. Like I'll say that. Like I'll if I listen to '90s. I love '90s R&B. If I listen to it long enough, I, I it takes me back to the neighborhood I grew up in when I was little. Like music has again, and that's how it ends up affecting your dress and affecting your. It, it's it's. It's powerful. It's super powerful to be able to do that. Yeah. And it gets behind something. So you you don't even know it. It's happening. Yeah. You know, you can see it with kids. Uh, they just start singing a song. They love this song. They don't know why. You don't even. And they start singing lyrics. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, mm-hmm. uh oh, you know, with little kids, I, you know, we've had been, mm-hmm. my wife and I, we were like, OK, that station's got to we can't listen to that station anymore. Mm hmm. Because now the kids are picking it up and they're singing it, yep. and you're just you're kind of like, uh oh, my little my son, he loves rap yeah. music right now. He is, he can dance and he can do all this kind of stuff, you know, and and so I'm I'm just trying to figure him out. I'm looking at him and I'm kind of like, okay, what's going on mm-hmm. in your soul, you mm-hmm. know? Because right now he doesn't care. He memorizes some of the lyrics, but he's not into the lyrics. Yep. He's into the moves and the dancing right. and all that kind of stuff. Right. But I'm just kind of asking the question, uh, what do I need to be thinking about here? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. because my son is being formed yeah. in some way, and so so am I. Mm-hmm. I'm being formed to love something, yeah. And that could be 
uh, a lot of, you know, rock and roll, kind of uh, rebellious, um, you know, it can be angry, it can be, um, you know, sexually promiscuous. There's a lot of ways that music is trying to form us and we have to be aware of it, mm-hmm. you know, and we mm-hmm. have to, to guard our hearts yeah. and to spe- especially guard our children's hearts from ways that they can be formed. And, um, you know, most pop music is just garbage, yeah. you know, but uh, um, th- every type of music is going to be forming us in a specific direction. Yeah. And I think it's important for us just to, just to ask ourselves, like, what I'm listening to right now, how is that trying to, how is that forming mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. You know, is it forming me? How is it forming me? Uh, if my kids are in the back seat, what are they hearing? What is this doing to them? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, because whatever it is that we love, that's the direction our life is going to yeah. take. Yeah. So if we love money, then our life is going to begin to take the shape of chasing after money. Right. If we love, you know, uh, sexual promiscuity, if we love just getting hammered, if we love our own personal freedom and we get to do whatever we want to do, if we love foolishness, mm-hmm. right, our, sh- our life is going to take the shape of foolishness. But for the Christian, we, we need to ask, well, what am I supposed to love? Well, clearly, all through the scriptures, it tells us, love God. Mm-hmm. Like, that's first and primary. Yeah. Love God and then love others. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so we're, we don't say like, you know, you can only listen to Christian music. No, no, no. By God's grace, um, I can worship God through other, you know, through, through other music that's beautifully true and good, Mm -hmm. you know, and and I think that promotes human flourishing. I could say I can worship God Mm -hmm. through that, but we want our hearts to be formed Mm -hmm. towards Godward love, Mm -hmm. agape love. Yeah. I think, I think what you're getting at is, um, so we talk about around here, we're story-formed people. Um, the gospel is a story. God is kind of a, a storytelling God. Uh, we all have a story. We're all living into a story that is either ultimately true or ultimately not true. And I think music is just another, you know, this is why reading, you know, books are so powerful. This is why mu- movies are so powerful. Um, this is why I think, like you're talking about, couple weeks ago so this is why social media is so powerful because it's ultimately your newsfeed is telling you a story or wanting you to buy into a story and music is doing the same thing for good or ill uh, any good songwriter is is there it, it's a story the, the song from front to beginning or a whole album it's a story and it's you got to be able to know is this true uh does this story <laughs> need redeemed um uh for example my son's been we were talking about this yesterday, but we uh, my son's been really into this movie, Moana. Cute mo- movie. But I was picking up on this song that my wife's been playing over and over in the house because the boys love it. And it's a song about this character in the movie who's a demigod. And he's kind of talking about how he created the sun and the moon and the stars and the, all this stuff. And then, and so Judah's actually picking up on the lyrics and singing. I was like, you know what? Like, that's a cute character in the movie. But, you know, like, who actually did that? Like, who does this actually point to? This points, points to God. And he gave, you know gave us this creation as a free gift to enjoy, you know, like on, on his terms, trying to redeem the song, you yeah, know, yeah. not to say it's enjoyable, um, but there is a lack of truth in it. Um, so, but it's a story, you know, and, and, and stories are powerful and they do shape us. And so it's important for us as Christians 
uh, especially Reformed Christians who believe that we can, you know, reform and redeem some some aspects of culture, that we, when we hear these stories, we don't just say that's bad mm-hmm. and just label it and push away from it. Yes. But especially with our kids and other, we say, okay, what is what's true about that? Mm-hmm. But then, where, where do they go wrong? Mm-hmm. What's not true about that? Mm-hmm. And so, a, a lot of times with my son, you know, we're going dropping him off to jujitsu. And um, he's got, you know, we're listening to this music and, you know, because he's always, as soon as he gets in there, he's wanting to turn it on to the hip hop station. That's yeah. what he's wanting to do. <laughs> he loves Lecrae, you know, he yeah. loves Christian, some Christian yeah. stuff, but obviously, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot bigger, more artists, better stuff on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're listening to it and then I'll listen to it and I'll, I'll repeat a lyric or something. I'm like, what do you think of that? And, it, you know, we'll have a conversation. Is that true? Mm-hmm. No, that's tr- not true. What do you think happens if you, um, you know, chase after foolishness like that? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to go well for you. No, it's not. Right. It's a good beat, though, right? right. Yeah, it's a good beat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so we're having a conversation. We're making it clear, like, those lyrics mm-hmm. are ridiculous. Yeah. Those lyrics are obnoxious. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and uh, but yeah, it's catchy. Yeah. It's, it's a catchy song. Yeah. And at the same thing, like you were saying, with movies, with all yeah. these different things that you can say... Man, what's this song missing? Yeah. What's this song missing? Oh, there's no Redeemer. Right, right. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, thinking about songs through the lens of creation, fall, redemption, restoration. Okay, like, what is this What is this person in this song? Like, what is the picture they're painting of the good life? Is that true or not? You know, and, and how does Jesus actually, how would Jesus fulfill this? You know, and I don't know. Do you do this with every song? I don't, I don't know. That could seem like you're being annoying, but I think it's especially for, you know, especially for our kids, this is a way we can learn to, shape them but i think i think it's important for us to do that for ourselves and it's actually a good way to exegete the culture um it's not you know we're not just thinking about comparing everything to, to scripture but it's actually like okay like if, the, if these are the songs these are the anthems of our culture like oh no wonder you know no wonder things kind of look this way how, how would how would it be if this was a little bit tweaked or, or changed yeah yeah and i think every type of music just about that's got lyrics at least Mm-hmm. is going to have they're gonna be telling some kind of story yeah. and it helps you understand the worldview of the person yeah that's either writing it or singing it yeah. um you know i find myself when i'm working or whatever a lot of times i'll just throw on some country music you know mm-hmm. and that's got its own liturgy that's a, yeah. its own like story and uh, you're seeing it change and evolve but that's kind of the good old boy story yeah um, mm. You know, they, they, they give shout outs to God. So, you know, they give shout outs to God all the time in country music. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, or going to church, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. but then right along with it, yeah. uh, you know, living in sin and, and breaking commandments and doing yeah. doing their own thing, you know. So yeah. it's kind of a God and country type of uh, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and That's so good. rap is easy to, to pick on because it's so blatant. But there's there's, you know, stuff everywhere. Yeah. Um, but I think the key or maybe one thing to think about as a Christian is how is the music you're listening to um, stirring your affections mm-hmm. for Christ? Mm-hmm. Now, if you're a person who, you know what? You're reading the Bible, you're praying, you're in deep, meaningful community, you're going to church every week, um, you feel a sense of your union with Christ mm-hmm. like you you know God is in you and God is with you and you're communing with him and talking with him you probably you, you've got a lot more leeway 
Like you could listen to whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. In a sense. Yeah. If your soul's in that good yes, spot, good you've yeah. got a lot of freedom. Yeah. But if you are struggling with maybe consumerism, yeah. If you're struggling with sexual temptation, if you're struggling with some kind of idolatry, if if you are, you know, def- tempted to define yourself by what you possess, mm-hmm. well, there's some music that you you should be really wary of listening to. Yeah. You know, music sure. that, that stirs up those desires in you. Or if you're you're a person who isn't married yet or isn't, you know, and, and you're listening to this music that's all about longing and all about, mm-hmm. you know, like stirring up those affections, you should probably be really wary of yeah. that. Yeah. And so what I what I'm getting getting at is if you're a person who you would say, you know what, I don't think I have much of a desire for God at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? That's probably when you need to start listening to some more good yeah. Christian music. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because if I don't desire God, then I should ask God to help me with that desire. Mm-hmm. And then I should use every means that he's given me to yep. stir up those desires in me. Yeah. Going to the gathering, joining a missional community, being a part of a deep, meaningful community, talking to some friends, talking to a pastor, reading the word of God, yeah. listening to podcasts about the word of God or about Christianity or about the Bible, singing, 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 mm-hmm. singing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm not going to make this too long today. So yeah. I, I want to go, if you don't have, if you haven't looked it up, check out Ren Collective and this new Good News album. Another band that I'm kind of listening to right now is Urban Rescue. Um, you got any other, any other recommendations, especially for people that are like, I want some like worship music. Yeah. Gosh, man. Put me on the spot. I, I'm, I'm blanking. Um, this is what I want you to do, actually. Mm-hmm. I want you to, when we're done with this, I want you to f- put together some kind of like yeah. Spotify, Spotify Spotify playlist. playlist. Yeah, I can do that for sure. Get us some good stuff because you yeah. you do a great job of picking out the worship that yeah. we that we sing. Yeah, that's both theologically true and artistically beautiful. Yeah, and so, yeah. you know, I know obviously we've we've got a couple albums at, at Sacred City, mm-hmm. right? They're all right. Yeah, they're all right. Yeah, <laughs> they're all right. Um, but I think music is. It's important. It's a gift that God's yeah. given us, and we need to to use it well to um, to stir up the gift of God that mm-hmm. give, God's given us, yeah. and to stir up our affections for Christ. Yeah. Totally. So, do you have any other ba- any any albums that you'd say check this one out? I'm gonna have to comment. I'll have to comment and like I'll put it, I'll put something together because I'm man, I'm drawing a blank right now. I really am. I would. Um, so Sojourn, Sojourn they, they're yeah, older albums, okay. Sojourn yeah. Sojourn Music mm-hmm. or Sojourn Worship or something like that. Yeah. Their old albums were always great. Um, of course, I can't I can't think either right off the top of my head now. But um, Oh, I've got one. Okay. Something that this is kind of, it's a little bit older album. If you go on Spotify and you look up a band called Young Oceans, and then, uh, oh, I'm going to blank on what the thing is. But it's actually a, uh, it's an album of people covering their songs and that I think they're playing with them and, and it's it's excellent. And as far as songs about like I mean just they're just theologically true and deep. Man, they're super creative, super beautiful. There's there's a lot of songs about like uh lament and like just asking God like uh like how long? Like how how long until you return? Stuff like that just like a lot of categories that aren't touched on. Um but I'll, I'll put that on the I'll put that on a list and for sure uh post it on the page here so we can all kind of share in it. Um yeah, I wish I could remember the exact name of the album. But. All right, we'll follow up with you. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we're going to call it. And uh, thank you for tuning in with us today. Uh, give us a like on 
Facebook and give us a like and a share on the podcast app. We would really appreciate that. Uh, we will see you guys soon. Uh, you can also send me an email, Dean at sacredcitychurch.com. Let me know any other topics you'd want us to talk about, and we will talk to you soon. God bless. God bless.